Hello there, and you're very welcome along to Barry Abbreviated, a podcast talking all things news, random topics, and movies. I hope you're all keeping very well. Uh, I think a welcome back wouldn't go astray, and um, if you are new here, um, hello to you too as well. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. So in this episode, I caught up with Tom from Revive, where we spoke about um, what made him start his own sustainable clothing brand, as well as the troubles and triumphs that go with that. So yeah, here it is. So, Tom, hello. How are you getting along and how's the apocalypse treating you? <laughs> How are we, Barry? How's it going? Long time no see. Um, Ash, we're getting through it, you know. I have the bunker downstairs under the ground, so we're ready to go in case anything mad happens. <laughs> you're all sorted, so you are. All right, um, so I have invited Tom along on the podcast today. Um, I would have seen him a few months back on TikTok, and I just kind of really admired his work. He's... Seeing that um, fast fashion is not the way forward and he decided to fight that by creating his own sustainable clothing brand and as well along with that helping the fight extinction of rhinos and to me I think that's amazing. Someone sees a problem in the world and instead of pointing the finger at someone else they point the finger at themselves and they make do with it. So um, Tom before you kind of got into um, like well previously creating your own clothing brand um, what were you at in life? So I was, what well, some would call uh, a waster, let's say. Um, I was doing three years of engineering down in G- GIT there. Um, I'd done, done the three years and then realised going into my final year that engineering was not for me. Had to sit down with the mum and dad and tell them that um, I actually want to drop out of college as I'm sure that didn't go down well at all. Um, they kind of, they eventually came through and were like, you know what, it's your life, do what you want. And uh, that was the end of that. And then while while in college the whole time, part-time, I was working down in Dunn Stores, a very refined establishment, great place to work. That's an absolute lie. Um, was down there part-time. I went, after dropping out of college, I went into Dunn's full-time, and then that was my life, full-time in Dunn's, baking away, getting up at 6 in the morning, getting the scones and croissants ready for all the beautiful people coming in. Such such nice customers as well. So just all around living, living the high life, as some would say. Oh, geez, that's incredible. Uh, so, like, your parents, they were, like, were they, like, when you first told them, like, okay, I don't want to do this engineering degree, was that, like, out of the blue, or, like, were they, like, un- aware that you were just unhappy with what you're studying? Nah, uh, in fairness now, come first year, I think the first two months going in, um, I said to my mom and dad that, look, this isn't, this isn't for me at all. I knew straight away, as I think most people do when they go into a new college course, they either know straight away that they want nothing to do with this, or they actually kind of grasp grasp a hold of things and kind of pursue it but um no my mom and dad knew kind of straight away that i wasn't into it but they said you know just stick through it come out with the degree i think that's just the, the one line all mom and dads have to say is come out with the degree um and we'll go from there but i i clearly didn't come out with the degree and uh pursued a different um i don't know career <laughs> oh no, that's excellent um at least you kind of got the college experience anyway yeah, I got the whole first year uh, going out to town, going to coppers and dices and flanneries, the whole the whole spiel. So I lived lived the high life for the first year, and then it was complete torture for the next two. <laughs> Jeez, I've actually never been to like coppers or actually never out in Dublin, but nah, you're missing all, out. Like, you know you're what? missing out. Oh, what I do for a night in coppers right now? <laughs> exactly. I think when it's all over, I'll definitely be heading down. Any excuse at all. Oh, you will, 100%. I'll have to bring you down as a plus one. 
We might get in now. I have a, a fierce reputation down there. No, I'm joking. Oh, you're like, you picked it up on the wall. <laughs> I've been trying to get a gold card for years, and it just it just won't happen. I don't know why. They just keep seeing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Um, so, um, see, as like the way Tom, you'd started up like this own like sustainable clothing brand. So, like, before that, like, were you very conscious of your buying habits or was this something that you just kind of came to light and you're like, wait, I could actually probably make a bit of better change here? So, to be honest with you, I think setting up Revive made me realise the massive problem with fast fashion. <clears throat> like, before that, I would have been, like, every other average teenager buying into all the latest trends and everything, like the Nike, the Adidas, kind of just following what everyone else was buying, just kind of get, get the street cred up, you know? Um, but then once setting up revive, you 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 realize very swiftly how much of an impact that fast fashion does have on the environment. Like you literally, all you have to do is go look up a, look up a YouTube video of landfill sites anywhere in the world, and you'll see that the majority of it is made up of clothing. And like it's just ridiculous to see people still like you see the likes of like Pretty Little Thing and Bill Who and all them online ASOS the whole lot. Doing, I think I think it was pretty little thing could be wrong that done the thirty cents sale. Like, how can they be selling clothes for thirty cents and p- probably still profiting off it as well? It's just it's, it's crazy to see. So, uh, yeah, one setting up revive, I I I realized that sustainability is the kind of one thing I want to try pursue and make everything kind of all my like all my packaging and everything's recycled plastic and even down to the all the stickers I use and the hang tags they're all recycled. So it's uh it's nice to give back in a sense, you know. Yeah, you're definitely about a sign of a man on a mission. But that's incredible. I didn't even know, like, 30 cent sale, like, that should not even be a thing, like, realistically. Like, even, like, the environmental impact of actually shipping all of the clothes, like, even if you bought just one thing, that is, oh, that is criminal. I know, yeah, it's mind-blowing. I actually couldn't believe it. Okay, um, see, now, for those that actually don't know what Revive is, now, I may have, like, kind of give a brief summary at the start but i think definitely you'll be able to put it better words into me so like if someone didn't know what revive was like how would you describe it so the one kind of caption i use for revive is the sustainable brand fighting extinction and it's what we have on all the back of our hang tag so we're a sustainable clothing company we do we, we can't we deal with the athleisure wear so kind of hoodies sweatshirts we're currently we're trying to bring in leggings i don't even want to go down that route. we're having serious import problems um but yeah, we're we're a sustainable brand point extinction, and we just we all of our all of our clothes made from organic cottons and recycled polyester, and um, it's all gone through fair wear trade, and it's all certified by GOTS as well. So, it's uh it's upmarket stuff, and the I I I I can't I can't speak. I obviously I own the brand, so I can't speak for the quality, but we've we've received many reviews to say that our quality is the, the highest you can get, and people seem to really love the brand and get behind it. So get get behind it. I'm 22 here now, having voice breaks, and um, so people really really seem to get behind it, and um, it's really nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. I myself can speak as a customer. Like I have the hoodie, a t-shirt, and the shorts. And like this hoodie, like I have a collection of hoodies, as there's anyone, but like this one, it's just head and shoulders above the rest. And um, when I am like, like I'm wearing it, I'm like always conscious, like, okay, I don't want to get anything stained on this. I just want to keep it clean and like as nice as possible as I can for so long. So yeah, like, <laughs> um, I was joking, like even um, my, my, my mom, like she's like, she's wearing clothes and stuff. But then like when I got the t-shirt and she's like, she's like, bro, that's like really good. And I'm like, 
yeah i know and like and my mum wouldn't really be someone to like kind of like pick on stuff that i wear so um, i was like i was like funny just even like that she noticed it i was like geez tom's doing that so is <laughs> it's actually funny you say that because i've had many of friends tell me like they'd be art like they'd, they'd be ironing their like hoodie or t-shirt or whatever and they'd be like where'd you get that and they'd, they'd mention that it's one of their friends or whatever and they'd be they'd be so fascinated by it they'd be like where, where would you ask him where he got that and all and I, just, oh, I just think it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's class. You're learning men lessons in high quality fashion. <laughs> um, just a feature of the Revive logo, which this sticks out quite a lot. Which I, I actually really like the design. Like it's very kind of like some kind of line focused and it's like minimal. Um, and just like, why did you decide to go with a rhino? Like of all animals out there. So, but people always go like, "Why the rhino?" Like, and they think they're expecting some mad story that I I rode a rhino bareback up Mount Kenya or something, or I got hit by a rhino, and I've had an everlasting love for them. But um, like obviously, I I I have actually had a fascination with rhinos growing up. They're always my favourite animal to go in the zoo or anything. But like, I wouldn't say I had a, a mad attachment to them or anything. And um, and then yeah, I was just kind of designing the logo. So I I had the right first off. I had, I knew I wanted the brand to be about revive, and that's that's what I had to to work with. And then I was kind of just working, like just playing around whatsoever. And then kind of came up the the rhino above us. And as you said, it's a very simplistic design. I think um, it's nothing too crazy. It's kind of just not. It's kind of just easy to look at. So um, just kind of tied two and two together and put the rhino. And then obviously done the whole ten percent of all profit going to them as well. And it, it all just tied in really nicely. And um, we just kind of pursued it. Like, uh, would you have, like, a passion for a charity and, like, you've kind of done work for charities in the past? Or is that something you just kind of thought, I'll throw in and this will kind of be a sweetener on the deal? Ah, just, like, it was kind of just kind of a throwing thing as well. Like, obviously, I, I'd started off with knowing that I wanted to go down the sustainable route. And then I said I'd do this as well to kind of like, kill two birds in one sound. But, like, um, like, in the past, I've yeah, I've done kind of our skill and all done um, kind of charity events and everything. Um, and then I've, I've done the darkness and the light. If you like, I've, I haven't done anything crazy where I've solely gone out on a mission to raise a certain amount of money. Um, I think kind of thought it was my time to maybe go and do something extra and kind of make up for the for the waste of three years of college I did and uh, give back. <laughs> That's great. Revive is just being powered by Tom's guilt. I love it. He's giving <laughs> yeah. the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, so, like, see when, like, you started out like, creating the brand and clothes and stuff, like, what were, like, your original struggles and, like, was there anything that you encountered that you thought, no, this will be an opposite breeze? Um, so, starting up a Revive was, it was, like, you know, when you start up something, you kind of, you really do expect your kind of friends and family to back it, no matter if it's absolutely terrible or if it's, like, actually good. So, starting up, you're, like, once, I, I had all your friends, so you pitched the idea before this is even a thing. So I'd come, I'd put, go out, be out with my friends and be like, you know what, I'm going <clears> to <throat> try and do this, I'm going to make hoodies and t-shirts in there. Oh, Tom, no, that's that's a very saturated market, you never get in there, like, you won't be able to stand out. Um, all this kind of, but then there was also others that were like, oh, this is amazing, this is a great idea, 100% I'll back it. And then um, come launch day, you're, so you have all these mates talking the big one, being like, ah, yeah, we'll back it. And then come launch day, after spending your life savings on all the, all the things you're there, oh, no one's going to buy a single thing. <laughs> so you launch it anyway. And to be honest with you, all my friends have finally got back. I backed it so well. I think we sold out in, I think, one night. I, I was amazing. Like, I couldn't be more happy with it. And it was, it was amazing to see kind of friends who wouldn't even, like, you wouldn't really associate with, you haven't seen them since school, let's say. 
and they'd be backing it all the way just because they heard that it was you. So it was so nice to see. Um, in terms of struggles, then, yeah, obviously, I was completely new. I like I'd done engineering. I had nothing to do. I didn't even do that in business in secondary school. I I done geography, biology, and construction studies. So I hadn't a breeze when I was at, um, and kind of just went with it. Jumped fully, fully into the deep end, um, and then setting up the website all new to me. That was a bit of a struggle. I actually I got in contact with a few other, um, small businesses that had set up websites, and they uh, just kind of asked for a bit of advice and stuff. And that helped me a lot. And then in terms of running a social media, I'm not I'm like, I wouldn't classify my own personal page as any influencer at all. I'm not heading off to Dubai anytime soon. Um, so setting up the whole social uh, aspect as well, the whole Instagram and TikTok and everything and trying to post kind of relevant feeds and good content was uh, also a big struggle as well. So there was a lot of struggles, but I think it's a complete learning curve. You know, you have to kind of mess something up to learn. I'm a real practical learner. So if, if someone were to tell me that I'm doing something wrong and go in it, go in one ear and out the other, but if I physically do it, um, I'll definitely learn and improve on that. Yeah, I think I was like, I think what you say a lot of in your TikTok videos anyway, it's just like trust the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Um, I when you did mention that you're like you expect your family and friends to support you from the get go, I thought that was going to go a, a separate route where they were just like, "What are you doing, Tom?" And trying to convince you to do literally anything else. But I'm glad that you got the support you needed, and like you're going from strength to strength, really. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was delighted that they all got back. In fairness, um, they're giving it the big one. Be like, you know, just mates taking the piss, being like, ah. Yeah, you, you won't get anywhere without me, you know, just laughing away. But at, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, they all showed a lot of support and I was very grateful for it. Um, like, so see now with the business now up and running, I don't know, how long did you, how long have you been running it for? So we're just, uh, probably on the brink of about nine months now, maybe. Nine months, nice. Uh, so like, have you like, yeah, Um. so like, have you hit any like big milestones or something that you wanted to like, that you like personally had personal goals for the growth of the business? So, yeah, at the start, I was kind of thinking I was very, very small. And then, like, when, in the sense that, like, when I set up TikTok, I was there. 5K followers would be great in the next few months or whatever. Um, 2K on Instagram would be very well as well. But uh, we've absolutely smashed the TikTok one. I don't know how. Uh, TikTok's a, it's a model. Uh, I don't know. You can just, the reach you can get on TikTok is crazy. And you can build such a, like, there's people out there with crazy followings for doing absolutely nothing. But, um, no, yeah, we, so 20K on TikTok was a very big milestone for us. And um, we've just passed 3K on Instagram as well, which is amazing. Um, we've worked with the likes of, uh, we've worked with the likes of um, Sarah Rowe, who's an, Aust- who's an, Austra- an Aussie Reels player down in Austra- Australia, Austria, <laughs> um, down in Australia. And we've, we've got a shout out from Ryan Toberty. We've got Owen Colgan. I don't know if you know him. Um, he's he supported the brand. So in, in, in terms of um, almost celebrity like, uh, personas that kind of got behind the brand it's so cool to see like myself as just kind of who set this brand up from my bedroom and there's these like all-stars almost shouting out your brand and wearing it and saying all these great things and um, it's lovely to hear i don't know i, I own colgan the name sounds familiar just don't ask me anything else more about him and will be grand but um, <laughs> well, it's <laughs> Oh, it's it's so it's so good to hear though. Like feel looking behind it, like even like what did like what did Ryan Toberty say about it? Or so he just he kind of just he was doing like a, an appreciation post on Instagram, um, just shouting out a lot of small businesses, and he threw up revive on his um story. So that was really cool. 
Oh, cool. Good on him. You never know. He could have you on the Late Late Show someday. Yeah, I hope. Fingers crossed, man. You know, he's had, there have been a few on it as well. So. Exactly. Uh, be cool. I don't know if I'd be a great speaker on the couch now. I'm uh, shaking here in my booth even just sitting here through a podcast on a screen. I've never been the best public speaker, but well, sure, we'll, we'll go. <laughs> this, this is the warm-up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All from here. Cool. Uh, so, with also with you... Um, the business now been up and running for a bit has brexit kind of um messed things up or had any impact on the business massively so um when we did originally start up we actually got all of our products from um the uk so they were all customized over there and they were all kind of shipped into there and then shipped over to us um and that was very good obviously without brexit i think brexit only kicked in just into the new year i think it kicked in because <clears throat> we had one more order put through at the start of December, to kind of avoid the import charges on that, with Brexit and everything, um, and that ended up rolling into the new year, and then there was awful confusion there um, with my supplier saying that I'd have to actually pay the import duties, whereas before that they were saying, no, no, if you place the order before the new year, um, you won't have to pay or whatever, so um, that was a big, that was that, that was weeks of back and forth, um, arguing over shipping fees or whatever. Eventually, they eventually shipped it out and I didn't have to pay, which was good. But it meant I had to find a new supplier and a new embroidery place over here. And uh, I suppose it worked out better because I, I originally wanted to get it over here and, um, you know, support local and everything. I didn't want to be giving money to the Brits. Um, so, yeah, so changing over there to here was a bit of a pain. And then there was a bit of, a bit of confusion as well when I did top over with um, the size of the logo, I'm not too sure if you're aware, but there was a few shipped, there was a few done up and sent to me that the logo was kind of, it was bigger. Um, but in turn, that actually led to us doing a lot of mystery boxes and we, get, we gave over 880 euro to inner city help and homeless. And then we, well, sorry, no, we split that 50-50 and gave 50% to inner city help and homeless and 50% to Al Pacetta, who are a conservation place down in Kenya who have the last two remaining Northern White Rhinos. So in terms of it ended up actually being good and it's all fixed now and they're so nice about the whole thing and uh, we're up and we're rock and rolling again. So yeah, Brexit, Brexit wasn't nice to us, but uh, we came out better on the other side. So it was good. Oh, that's good. I'm glad like there's silver linings to all of that. So yeah, that's amazing. So um, would you have much contact with like the conservation place down in Kenya? We we actually do. They're so good at for. I think they have a following base of. So we've we've actually given it to a few places down in Africa, um. But only I think two or three places would actually kind of reply to and be like, "Oh, thanks very much." But um, no, we'd be we'd be texting away on Instagram to Alpajeta, who are a massive one, and then um, they're so good at replying. They have a following base of over. I, I, I could be wrong. I think it's over hundred k anyway, um. But they always get back to you, and if you ever have, if you ever have any like any questions or anything, they'll be straight on to you. So it's really it's really cool to see that they're like they're there to support people who do give back to them well that's great it's so good when they get back to you about stuff um i remember like i, I think i for a podcast a while ago i just like as a joke i tried to see if barry's tea would sponsor me but um <laughs> they did get back to me and they were very kind they said no but you know i'm still holding <laughs> out for them but i think yeah, it'll yeah, be hilarious have... and i think it it's a missed opportunity that i'm not that'd be sponsored great by barry. man I'll, I'll i'll try to get on don't you worry <laughs> oh exactly the strength in numbers but um yeah, yeah i think that would be get, get everyone to absolutely spam them now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, exactly. I think I think it's the missed opportunity, but 
There's always hope in the future, anyway. But they, yeah, they'll, they'll be regretting it now, 10 years down the line, and they're <laughs> up there with impulsive and all, all them big podcasts to be snapping. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know if it's a compliment or an insult to me compared to Logan Paul, but... <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I actually like yeah sorry I, I actually like listening to the impossible yeah, well not all the time now but he's a few interesting guests the one with Mike Tyson I thought was hilarious I'm afraid to say I've lost just a little bit of respect for there Tom but uh, <laughs> yeah um, he's definitely he's made himself a turnaround anyway I wasn't really expect I like I thought once the whole scenario with the suicide and the video I thought that was about too far I thought there's no redeeming him in that but no, yeah, 100%, good. yeah, no. And if, well, if, if like, that whole thing completely shattered him, but he, he bounced back very well in fairness to him. Um, and then if you were to look at the other, Jake Paul, who's an absolute tick. I don't know how we've got stuck, stuck talking about Jake and Logan Paul. I apologise, that's my fault. But if you look at that other tick, Jake, and you look at him, you have to give him some credit. Yeah, they're... I don't know, is it just the kind of fault in the youth nowadays, but... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely. There's, there's a screw missing anyway. <laughs> okay, um, cool. To finish up with you, Tom, on the questions. Um, so, like, what is your the future plan for Revive? Like, do you have any future products and like kind of designs that you want to get out there? Yeah, so hundred percent. So at the moment, we're working on contrast hoodies, which is basically just taking apart all the hoodies that we have and putting them back together with different colorways. Um, that, that's something I really want to do and then we have another product that I've been trying to get off the ground which is basically I'm actually wearing one here so it's basically having a little I don't know if you can see it uh, the cameras are very small but uh, it's basically having like other endangered animals on the sleeve so instead of donating to rhinos we can so so I think we put up a poll there on Instagram we were going to do three different animals and it was the polar bear the sea turtle and the panda that I wanted so get the three of them on sleeves and then if you were to purchase that one still keeping the rhino because i don't want to lose the rhino but if you're to purchase that specific hoodie with the animal on the sleeve we donate to them instead of the rhinos so i think that'd be a real kill uh, thing to kind of get other people involved and then yeah just just bringing out keeping it keeping it fresh and new you don't want to just keep having the same product over and over and um, so yeah loads of ideas in the, in the making um, and then a big long long term i'd love to get into some sort of store i don't know who would have the the Gajones to have have me stuck in the shelves now, but um, I'd love to get get into some sort of store and kind of <clears throat> give another give another uh, give another chance for our people to buy it other than my website. Um, yeah, and that's 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 what's on the cards for the next few months anyway. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you could end up getting like a horse box or something cheap. You know, I'd say once this coffee craze is over and done with, then people can get into restaurants. I say there'll be a few going cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Tom, thank you very much for taking the time out. I know you're a busy man, and this actually is your week of holidays, so. I appreciate it. You're taking the time out off. I don't know how your time is definitely precious, but um, <laughs> now if um people they want to start checking you out, uh, where am I directing them? Um, so you can go, direct them to the Instagram if you want, because the website's on that. If you can direct them to both, happy days. If you can just link the website and the Instagram, that'd be that'd be brilliant. Uh, if you if it'd be so kind. <laughs> yeah, uh, perfect. Um, so I'll like I'll have that all in the link in the bio below. And uh, yeah, um, guys, I'd just like to say I cannot recommend, recommend Revive high enough. Uh, 
it's that's such high quality it does speak for itself and like as tom was saying you hear how much hard work goes into it so it is always support important to support local so yeah and actually it also just feels great to buy something and you know that there's like a benefit to it like it's sustainably sourced and also you're doing a bit of service to the world and helping out so please if you are looking to spruce up your wardrobe this summer please check out revive tom i think that's where i'm gonna leave it for today perfect no worries at all perfect legend once again, I'd just like to say a big thanks to Tom. I wish him all the best in the future. And um, since the interview, I have looked up who Owen Colgan is, and I'm very ashamed that I didn't realize Owen Colgan is, in fact, uh, the actor who plays Buzz in the Hardy books. So um, you don't got to tell me. Uh, I'm more disappointed in me than you are. So, um, yeah, I think we just get over that. And I'd just like to add, um, if you do have any suggestions for like future guests or people that you'd like me to have on the podcast and um, please do not be afraid to get in touch so yeah um now no episode would be complete without my recommendation of the week and this week i have chosen to go with the secret life of walter mitty uh if you don't know this film well it follows this man called walter he like works in this big magazine and he has a boring job he doesn't really take risks or like he doesn't really try new things basically anything exciting is just off the table and he doesn't really want to do doesn't not really interesting and like his only real escape is when he kind of daydreams but um that all changes when walter sets gets set on this adventure to go and find a picture that's supposed to go on the final cover cover of the magazine and it's gone missing so um it's a real go throw yourself out there film it will make you want to go traveling and um, there's some amazing like cinematography of like some uh, landscapes and just iceland just looks absolutely gorgeous in it and um, also, I kind of chose this film because I think that kind of relates to the current state of things now. Like, everything is starting to open up now. And some of us, well, we may feel a bit like Walter, a bit locked up and kind of we're not able to go anywhere. It kind of adds a bit more excitement to kind of things being back to normal again. So, yeah, um, that is it for this week's episode. If you would like to get in contact with podcast, you can do it at barryabbreviated on Instagram or email if you want to do that. That's barryabbreviated at gmail.com. Um, all the accounts and stuff will be in the link below for mine and for Tom. So yeah, um, thank you very much for listening. I've been Barry. This has been Barry Abbreviated. Till next time, best of luck, and I hope you have a good one.